Hey, Bill. Greg, how's it going? How you doing? Uh, good. Good. Um, I was Get ready just, for Miami. I was just suggesting that you probably took the whole Labor Day weekend <laughs> off. You look like a guy who takes uh, a lot of these weekends off. Yeah, well, it's always uh, <laughs> you know a great weekend in terms of starting you know starting things back up, whether it's football season, school, or you know whatever, just kind of the general. And then it's you know the end of the summer for you know a lot of families and and uh, you know summer people, but it's you know, time marches on, so is, we're is, we're getting ready for Miami. Does that mean Nantucket Nantucket is done for you for the summer? Will you make it over there during the fall or no? Yeah, right now, I'm kind of thinking about today, tomorrow, and this week. <laughs> right, we're on to Miami. It's hard for me to yes. hard for me to plan ahead. Yeah, it's just one day at a time here. <laughs> All right, um, I wanted to ask you uh, early. I know it's early on here, but if uh, if you see any similarities between Mac Jones and Tom Brady early on, mm. Uh, you know, each player is different. Every player has their own unique skills, and and, and the environment around them is a factor too. So, where we are offensively now, where we were offensively in two thousand two thousand and one, are just quite quite different. So, I think it's always hard to make those kind of comparisons, especially when you're talking about a whole different system of offense and and system of defense, for that matter. What we see, but. Um, you know, Max. Max working hard. He's getting better every day, and he has a long way to go. I don't think those are any secrets. So, you know, it is what it is. Bill, I, I've been a fan of this team for a long time. I think I remember 1985. My mother bought me a T-shirt that said "Squish the Fish." It was the AFC Championship game. So I seen a lot of players. I seen a lot of players come and go, and then it was the Barry the Bear sweatshirt, and we know how that turned out. One guy that I was, you know, I was a huge fan of, and I thought he was going to have a real opportunity again this year to get another chance at it, and and he got cut was Cam Newton. How difficult was it to make that decision to move on from him? You see players come and go, but specifically him for me as a fan, you know, I always latch on to one guy. How difficult was that for you as a coach to make that decision? Yeah, well, well, you know, it's it's always difficult when you. When you have to reduce your roster, and you know, it's a lot of a lot of guys that worked hard, a lot of guys that performed well, and had you know either good years for us or good careers, and you know, I respect all those things. But you know, each year's its own year, and and I have to do what's, what I feel is best for the football team. And so, with regards to every decision, that's that's what I try to do. But you know, it's always tough to to tell guys that have that worked hard and given you all they have that. You know, you're not able to you're not able to keep them, but you know I have nothing but positive uh, thoughts and feelings for Cam. You know, he came in here, he, he worked hard, he gave us everything he had, and right now, our, you know, our future is going to be Mac at quarterback, and so that's where we're going to go. Was there any consideration given to him being remaining as the backup, Bill? Oh well, yeah, you know, there's always you know, there's always options and. A lot of different things that that you do, especially at this time of year, with so many players, you know, available, um, you know, before they they all hit the practice squad. But um, yeah, getting in the end, did what we felt was best. Bill, when it comes but, you to you know, Wiggy, not the not the, but just you know, hearing your voice and and uh, you know, talking to you this morning, just 
you know, brings me back to, you know, David Patton and, you know, that was um, very, very sad news for our organization and, you know, many people that were here with David, um, you know, who of course came back in, in 2010. Um, so many of the coaches and, you know, even a few players like Gerard and, and, um, obviously Troy played with them, but, uh, you know, Slade and guys like that. And so, uh, just, you know, thinking about that, the snowball, the, the hundred yards he had received in the snow and, and, uh, you know, so I went back and watched some of those films, think about David and, you know, saw you and your catches and, and the one pass that, that David didn't catch that went through his hands that you caught. It's an amazing play, but, uh, it's really just, you know, a, a celebration of David's, you know, great life that he lived. Um, but also, you know, a very, very sad day for our team, um, you know, to hear the news on, on Friday. So, um, I know, I know, I know how much it meant to you and how much it meant to all of us and, Right. What an inspirational person he was, uh, but he'll he'll be missed, and uh, he's in our thoughts, and his family is, is in our prayers. So, um, but I, I know how much he touched you too. So, right. I just wanted to, yeah, want to hit you with that. Well, you know, life is short, and and you gotta you gotta enjoy the moments that we're here, and you know that obviously that shocked a lot of us. Uh, you know, uh, when you lose somebody so close but yet so young, and um, so. Enjoy the moments while you can on this earth, and 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 I think you know David was an inspiration to me. He was a a leader. I felt like as a guy on our team, but uh, sad news, and my hearts and uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Bill, when it comes to Mac uh, as a coach, looking at the quarterback position, what do you think is the hardest the hardest thing to master going from college to the NFL? No, oh, just the volume. Just, just the whole volume of, of what you have to deal with. Um, number of different coverages, different blitzes, different looks, um, and just you know, I would say then then the difference in the passing game, which you know Alabama had a, a you know more of a pro style passing game than most colleges, but college game, uh, the college passing game, generally speaking, isn't isn't very similar to the pro passing game. Um, and so that even though throwing the ball is throwing the ball, there's a difference between throwing, you know, passing routes that require reading the defense and coverage and working through progressions versus uh, reading a defensive end or, or reading numbers on bubble screens and, and plays like that, RPOs. And it's a whole different really concept of, of throwing the ball. So, um, <laughs> but you just see a lot more, a lot more man coverage, a lot more press coverage, a lot more coverage variations, um, more fronts, which changes the identification and, and who the players are on defense, um, based on what the, what the front part of the alignment is. So treating linebackers as, uh, and DBs, which ones are linebackers, which ones are safeties, um, you know, which ones are, are deep field players, which ones are line of scrimmage players. And it's, um, you know, it's really a, the, the volume when you put it all together, I think, to release the big thing. Like any one problem is solvable, but, you know, when you're, when you're looking at a mountain, um, you know, it's kind of hard to just focus on just one thing. The, the volume is, you know, is, is enormous. Bill, you talk about uh, the Miami Dolphins, and 
What kind of challenges or advantages uh, are created when you play against a team that you have familiarity with uh, because of Brian Flores being the head coach down there? Yeah, well, anytime you you play a team in your division, you you know the personnel better because you've played against them multiple times, and and even if if the system changes and you have a new coach, like uh, like we see at the Jets situation, or uh, in Miami uh, last year it was Chan Gailey's offensive coordinator, and this year it's you know George, and and so they've kind of you know reconfigured things a little bit. So you know how much of that's the same, how much of it's different. I mean, we'll see, but. You know, even when there are differences, the the carryover and the personnel is, uh, you know, helpful in terms of preparation relative to a team you don't know. Like, you know, this year playing the, you know, the NFC South. I mean, that's you know, we'll, we haven't seen those teams in a long time, and so uh, the preparation for those teams just in getting to know who the players are and that that in itself is, you know, a lot be a lot more challenging than at least you know at least we know the players on on the teams in this division so uh but the challenges are they know us too you know and they know our strengths and they know our weaknesses and um you know they'll they'll have a plan for how to attack us uh, probably as well as anybody uh and that's you know what we look forward to when we play teams outside of our division we look at how the other teams in the division play them and um, how they attack them, and because again, they're they're more familiar with them. So, um, you know, that's that's just kind of kind of how the process rolls. Bill, over the last week, Malcolm Butler announced his retirement from the NFL, and he obviously had maybe the biggest play in the history of the NFL with his interception in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Two part question: Would you agree, a, that that was the biggest play in the history of of the NFL, and two? Was his um, benching in Super Bowl Fifty Two? Is that your biggest regret you've had as head coach? Head coach in hindsight of the New England Patriots. Yeah, well, you know Malcolm. Um, you know Malcolm's a great story. I mean, you know, talking about a kid that's undrafted, really couldn't even get into a training camp, and then um, when we brought him up here for a rookie minicamp for a tryout, he wasn't even signed when we brought him up here. Um, you know, to see his. You know, to see the fact that you know he had had talent, and to to see him grow and develop as a player and as a person, you know, when he was here, and uh, what he, you know, what what his you know four years of play here meant to this organization, um, you know, it's pretty impressive. I and mean, there's not a lot of guys that that do what he he does. Um, although J.C. Jackson has you know followed a similar path, but again, that's that's very unusual just in terms of you know playing time and all that so uh, you know I was enjoyed coaching Malcolm and and uh, you know had a lot of respect for again the way he competed and and what he did it's very similar to David Patton you know coming from nowhere and you know establishing and, and having a you know really good NFL career but you know, ultimately business is business and you know sometimes players you know move on um, for better opportunities uh, like Malcolm did to Tennessee or or David Patton did when he signed in Washington, or you know, I mean, it's just it's just part of the NFL. So, um, but, you know, in retrospect, again, looking back, I always try to do what's best for the football team, and and uh, that's what I'll continue to do. So, try to look ahead, not back too much. Well, Bill, I think this is the last one for me. When 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 you talk about what you do against rookie quarterbacks, or when we talk about it, uh, you've been really good throughout your career. How do you help Mac Jones because he's now a rookie? And what advice do you say you give him to 
you know, here are things that you're going to be looking for. Defenses are going to be trying to, to, to do to maybe make things difficult for you as a rookie. Yeah. So, again, <clears throat> um, I think it's it's volume. <clears throat> and so, you know, there's there's so many things that, that they have to prepare for and see. But, you know, the worst situation, you know, as a player, the worst situation is to go out there and have something happen that you've never even seen before, you know, and then you just have no idea what, you know, what to do or how to react to it or, or you know, what you should do in that situation. So, um it's not going to be perfect. It's 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 never perfect for a young player or a young coach. We've all been through that, but um, we want to try to prepare him the best we can uh, to at least put him in the situations that could come up, and and so at least they'll have some something to fall back on, um, you know, when they happen. Uh, but of course, that'll you know improve over time, and you know he'll he he gains experience and and knowledge and improves every single day. So. We just have to keep stacking those days on top of each other and, um, you know, try to, you know, all of us try to move to higher ground, but especially, you know, a young player that has so much to, you know, so much on his plate. It's the, just try to, have to try to keep, you know, checking things off, off each day, but definitely don't want to try to put him or any player in that for that matter, but especially the quarterback because of the, again, the volume, don't want to put him in a situation that you just haven't exposed him to, then that's, it's really just not fair to the player. Bill, we talked to Devin McCourty on Friday, and he said everyone's going to have to step up in the absence of Stephon Gilmore. How difficult of a decision was it to put him on the pup list, knowing you wouldn't have him for at least six weeks? Uh, well, yeah, again, it's, you know, Steph and I have talked about that. We've talked about that with, you know, our strength coaches and trainers and, and Steph, and, you know, I think we're all on the same page here. All right, Bill. Thanks for being on this morning. Have a great week. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Have a good week. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bill.